And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls. Fredericksburg and Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We are thankful that you've decided to spend this hour uh, joining us in getting caught up on all things Catholic uh, in South and Central Texas. Uh, joining me today is my wonderful co-host, uh, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Hey, it's good to be with you today, and I hope you all had a lovely weekend, because I know we did, and um, I'm waving to you on Facebook, so please join us there, too. So <laughs> today on this program, Sean and I try bringing you various and informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today, we'll be speaking with Dennis Chaput and Kenny Razor of Our Lady of Guadalupe Elotes. And they'll be on to discuss the upcoming 40 Cans for Lent kickoff event. And uh, later in the program, we're going to speak to author Laura Toman. And she's written a wonderful children's book called Heaven Spent. And uh, this book is about a small boy who feels compassion for a poor homeless man and decides to collect his pennies to help him. And I'm sure there's a wonderful story behind that. So I'm, I'm so excited about that one. And in the process of, um, learning about, um, okay, well, in the, in their, in his, um, in the story, this small boy, he is, starts learning about Christianity, charity, and how he encounters Jesus and shares a glimpse of, of heaven. So, um, that's, that's a wonderful thing to, to, to be, um, to look into for your kids. So, you know, um, please stay tuned and listen up for that. Amen. All that sounds great, Alex. Uh, I am excited to speak with each of our guests today, especially with Lent, uh, you know, just a couple days of, um, away. I think uh, they are all the perfect uh, guests for today's program. So before we begin, uh, let's get today's program started uh, the way that we should do all things, and that's in prayer. So wherever you might be, place your concerns and desires in the hands of the Lord and pray for the grace to trust and accomplish his will for you. So meditate on these words and pray along with me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, joy. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in dying that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Pope St. Hilary, pray for us. Joseph, most just, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, yes. So again, you know, with two guests uh, on today, you know, it's going to be a lightning quick hour. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I am thankful that y'all uh, decided to spend your time, um, you know, getting caught up in all things Catholic and spending that time with us. Uh, so if you are, uh, you know, viewing us on Facebook, please be mm-hmm. sure to like and share. Um, and of course, 
you know, uh, we would love, you know, to, to grow the reach, to, to grow that. Uh, so please, uh, you know, invite your friends to join that Facebook group also. It's the GRN, uh, South and Central Texas Facebook group. Um, so just to get us, uh, started with, uh, you know, uh, some of the things that just recently took place, I want to congratulate, uh, most of you may have already got the email. I want to congratulate Miss Clarissa Gonzalez of Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church. Uh, she was the winner of the 2020 22 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Uh, prior to today, or actually prior to uh, last night, I uh, thought that she was a parishioner at St. Matthew Catholic Church, and I guess she was, mm-hmm. um, but until, you know, she had responded back, she said, hey, a uh, quick update, you know, a little correction. Uh, I'm actually a parishioner now uh, at uh, Our Lady of the Atonement. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> congratulations again, uh, Miss Clarissa Gonzalez, uh, and thank you again to everybody who helped out with the, this successful, um, you know, 2022 car raffle campaign. Um, you know who you are. There's too many to, to list uh, right now now but uh you know uh, you know if you participated uh in helping us uh you know coordinate the parish sales if you took on tickets to sell yourself um you know for everyone who purchased tickets a big big thank you uh Mario and I had a great time this past weekend uh at um, St. Matthew also, the St. Matthew Athletic Center for Pilgrim Center of Hope's Catholic Men's Conference. Uh, I had a chance to reconnect with a lot of my Axe did brothers you? out there. Okay. I, I sure did. It was great to see some of those uh, you know, faces that I haven't seen in, in some time. Uh, we also heard uh, some great talks. I'm talking about some serious talks uh, from Bishop Gary Yannick, uh, you know, gave a wonderful talk on, um, you know, duplicity and authenticity and, you know, how we should live an authentic mm-hmm. life and not live these du- duplistic lives uh, and such. We also heard from Mark Houck, president and co-founder of the Kingsmen, uh, and John Sablon, president and co-founder of World uh, oh, excuse me, not World, but Word Ablaze uh, Incorporated. Um, so again, if you have a chance to hear them uh, at future talks, you know, please don't hesitate to, you know, to to do that. Uh, also, want to throw a you know a, a throw a plug out there for all um, you know parishes, you know, Knights of Columbus councils. Uh, I am aware that the there's a ton of them out there uh, that are going to be doing and hosting these Lenten fish fries every Friday of Lent. Uh, my parish is uh, you know uh, you know I know they're doing that. I know there's several parishes uh, throughout the you know archdiocese. I know there's um, you know well really. All parishes, mm-hmm. it almost seems, you know, if they have a Knights of Columbus Council, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is something that they're going to be doing. So for more information on it, be sure to check out your parish website or, you know, get in touch, uh, you know, or read the parish bulletin because a lot of that information can be found uh, on that. And again, these are the, you know, parish fish fry Fridays uh, that most of these uh, councils and uh, parishes are, are, are doing. So also, uh, since we are still talking and uh, on the theme of Lent, Holy Trinity Catholic Church is hosting their Linton Parish Retreat. Uh, leading the retreat is staff apologist uh, for Catholic Answers and well-known speaker Carlo Broussard. Ooh. Yes, uh, you're going to also listen to inspiring <laughs> music uh, performed by San Antonio's very own David Kaufman. Be sure to register for this event as it will likely sell out. Uh, so more, for more information, you can call 210 497 4200 or go to Holy Trinity SAT. 
dot org and you're you're gonna you know see the tab for lent 2022 go there uh and that'll uh you know that that'll take you to the information for it and of course uh you know lent begins wednesday all right so again fast approaching folks uh lent begins wednesday march 2nd uh and of course the catechism of the catholic church says in paragraph 540 by the solemn 40 days of lent the church unites herself each year to the mystery of jesus in the desert so let's please all, all right, I, this is, you know, this is something that my wife and I discussed uh, over the weekend uh, and such, you know, we're still discerning on what what we're going to do uh, for Lent, but let's all strive to make this season of Lent one in which we can increase, first of all, our, our prayer life, okay, let's increase our, our prayer life, let's detach ourselves uh, from everyday, you know, comforts and pleasures, you know, put down the phone, you know, after seven o'clock, you know, uh, you know, turn the TV off you know, uh, at seven o'clock, whatever. I mean, but let's take this time to detach ourselves from some of these, uh, you know, uh, pleasures and such. Let's go to mass more. Okay. If you haven't gone to daily mass uh, in a long time, maybe it was a, a dis- discipline that, that you practice and such, but no longer do that. Let's try to get back to that. Let's go to confession. Yes, for sure. Okay. For Especially sure. confession. Yes. Uh-huh. That's your best protection a- against any kind of, uh, diabolical influence. So Amen. To let's that. do that. Absolutely. And of course, let's, let's fast more and let's abstain more. So again, you know, uh, with everything, with all this craziness going on in the world, um, you know, yeah, there's, it's time that, you know, we can really grow deeper into our faith to, you know, really unite ourselves to Jesus in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. But all this, you know, for the greater glory that we get to celebrate, you know, at Easter. Yeah, okay. I mean, we, we get to celebrate, you know, his resurrection at Easter. So let's take these upcoming 40 days and, and really, you know, dive in deep. Uh, but again, uh, you know, I, I do appreciate our guests coming on. Uh, these are, uh, you know, two gentlemen that I've been wanting to speak to for some time. Uh, I've got Mr. Kenny Raisler, uh, and of course, Dennis Chappett, um, you know, of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Helotus. But the cool thing is, is that Kenny actually is our neighbor from across the hall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's our neighbor yes. from across the hall. Uh, and they're going to be talking to us uh, about, you know, the 40 cans for Lent. So without, you know, further delay, let me first welcome, uh, you know, Kenny Raisler and Mr. Dennis Chapman, welcome to the program, guys. Really glad that y'all are here today. How are you? Doing wonderful, actually. Thank you so much. And, and it's a pleasure to be here, Sean, with, with you and Alex. Uh, I listen to your show whenever I can. Uh, my Mondays are usually a little crazy. but yeah, thank you. Uh, I do try to tune in when I can. And if not, I catch the podcast. So Awesome. Amen. Smart <laughs> guy. Now, let me ask you something, uh, you know, Kenny, uh, since, you know, of course, uh, you know, you are uh, uh, across the street and I was telling you earlier that, you know, I had no idea that you were part of the beginnings of this wonderful, you know, uh, you know, Lenten practice and Lenten tradition, I, I guess we could say uh, 40 cans for Lent. Okay. Uh, so can you give us maybe a, a quick overview as to what, you know, 40 cans for Lent is? Uh, and then of course, you know, I'm going to shift the conversation over to Mr. Mr. Dennis, who who was the brain, you know, who had the the premonition or the vision of this thing, all right? Right, yes. Uh, Just really quickly, uh, at its core, uh, 40 Cans for Lent is is a food drive. Uh, But it was one that was brought to us, or to Dennis, I should say, by the Lord himself. And I'm going to let Dennis tell that story because that's that's a story that still touches me. Um, But uh, the the basics of it is that you donate one can a day for 40 days during Lent. Uh, and the idea is, as you were just talking about, to get in touch with Jesus in the desert. You know, Jesus was 
hungry during that time. And so this is the perfect time, whether it's 40 cans, 40 bags of rice, 40 boxes, whatever that may be, is to donate during that Lenten period. And Lent is, is a time for all of us to sacrifice uh, and, and to, to, to think about our relationship with God. And this is just a perfect program that fits perfect right in with that. So I'm, I'm proud to be associated. I'm proud that Dennis asked me to, to be on the original committee that, that started the program and uh, so I'm going to shift that over to Dennis and let, <laughs> yes, him, let, him, let him tell you yes. the, the story of how this started. How's it going, Dennis? Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, love it to be here. And the reason I'm here is because I'm serving God. Amen. I made a promise 12 years ago. Well, if you go back to the original 13 years, September 25th, 2010. Mm-hmm. I remember that day and that morning. It's a Saturday morning four o'clock in the morning i remember it as i did then as i do now wow it's never left me and it's always in my heart and the reason why it's in my heart is because my commitment to our lord jesus christ my said i would do this until he takes me off the earth is to feed his hungry people and the simple message uh simple plan and he asked me that day can you donate one can of food for 40 days and i said yes i can he said, then, that's my simple plan. Bring all Christians, all Christians, not just Catholic, all Christians. If you've got a heart for Jesus, they can do this plan. And they can set up their plan, this plan, his plan, very simple. You run it the way you want it. But one thing, honor Jesus Christ, because I will not take one dime of credit, one penny of credit, because I didn't create this. Mm-hmm. I'm Dennis. I'm just a regular guy that, doesn't do think about Lent on September 25th of 2010 when it's March 5th yeah. of 2011 when we first kicked off our first very first year. I don't I don't dream like that. And so what I yeah. did I did not say no, but I wrote I wrote everything down, and then I explained it to our knights. Uh, we had a uh, that that morning we had to clean up our. Uh, cleanup road and I brought it to the Knights that morning and then they thought wow you got something special but I even took it the next step farther on September 27th I went to work and to sh- cut it really short we googled it we googled uh, September 27th at work 40 cans for Lent it was not there nothing on the internet at all and that's when I told me that it was real but the most important thing about that day was the man that I had been forgiving all of this time prior to that. That's the man that created all the information about 40 Cans for Lent, gave me a phone number, gave me an email address, gave me Facebook, gave me Twitter. The man I hated at work, I had been forgiven and been saying a forgiveness prayer. Yes. And that prayer at the very bottom of it says, if you really truly forgive him, God's going to do something special for you. And I didn't understand that, uh, what that meant. And on my birthday in that month of July, I gave that man a piece of my cake. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I'm a diabetic. Joe, can you eat my cake? And he grabbed it from me and I gave it to him. And ever since then, it was touched. During the month of August, I kept hearing the words and the song oh, wow. 
if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And I didn't harden my heart because on September 25th, I heard this vision. Mm-hmm. And I knew from that Monday morning what this was. And I knew I didn't create it. And I did say to him on that morning, a Saturday morning, I am your servant. I will spread the message. In that message that I received, he explained everything I needed to do, including contacting the Knights of Columbus headquarters in New Haven, Connecticut. I mean, that's how specific he was. And he said, you make sure that the Knights of Columbus get a hold of this. And on that Palm Sunday in uh, 2011, Patrick Horton stepped on our grounds at our church. My very first words were to Patrick, this is what God told me to do. I've done it. Now you have to take it and spread it. And that's what's really nice about this. The Knights of Columbus have really taken on this project and they've got it in their Food for Family project. It's across internationally in Canada and and in the United States, it goes all the way across. And it's amazing how it grew in one year. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, how did it go from a vision that you saw, you know, from a parishioner at Our Lady, you know, of Guadalupe here in Halotas, Texas? How did it grow and grow so profoundly? You know, how did that happen? Well, I think with Kenny and a bunch of other men that got together, we believed in this mission. We created a cross that shows the image of 40 cans because God told us to build that cross. I was on retreat talking about Acts. I was on retreat that weekend prior to September 27th through October 1st, whatever. Anyway, it, um, he told me to build a cross and put 40 cans of food on it to show that this is his plan, not my plan. And that, go ahead. Neat, well, neat little side note. Um, when we built the cross, or we, I didn't build it, his, <laughs> his uh, son-in-law did. But when he built the cross, he put 40 cans in there, actual soup cans, things yeah, like that. an actual physical cross. An actual physical uh-huh. wooden cross, wooden cross uh-huh. with 40 cans adhered to it, right? Well, what's interesting is it came out exactly 35, 20, uh, uh, sorry, 2515. Yeah. Exactly 40 cans. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, they were all touching. I know y'all can't see me on TV. Uh, uh, well, if you're watching Facebook Live, I'm, I'm over here talking with my hands. Uh, but yeah, so so it actually had 40 cans. It came out perfectly, and, and the numbers worked out. It was really amazing. Um, but I think word of mouth, you yes. know, uh, we talked to our families, and they thought, what a great idea. So they brought it to their parish. Uh, I advertised it at work. You know, we, we, we all did. And, yeah. uh, and I think we just started talking about it, and people thought, that is a really cool idea. I had uh, we non-Christian, uh, non-Catholics, uh, Methodist church, a, a couple of Baptist churches mm-hmm. that, that I had friends at, and they said, that's really cool. Can, can we do that? I'm like, absolutely, you can do this. Uh, some of them have changed the names, whatever, yeah. but, but it's, it's just really spread. So it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. Watch it grow. Yeah. That is so beautiful. You, that's just the way the Holy Spirit moves. It's it just in different different avenues through different voices and the different touch points. Uh, you know, and it's just amazing that that whole message of forgiveness that you that you um, bring um, within the story of Forty Days for Lent and how fruitful that has been. 
um, it just got, gave me chills. Like that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And it's a perfect message for right before Lent, the right. Lenten season, because how much more fruitful can the work of God in our lives and our souls be if we were to find, you know, in our hearts, true forgiveness for whoever, you know, people at work, people at home, you know, like how much more fruitful would our lives be if we, if we were just to, to, to let it go, right? Just to put it at the, at the foot of the cross. And, um, that's, that's such a beautiful message. And you're such a great testimony to that. Um, and I want to encourage all our listeners to also search into your hearts. How much more fruitful can you be? Um, like Mother Teresa says, um, Mother Saint Teresa of Calcutta, that Teresa <laughs> says, um, that we need, if we're going to give, we got to give until it hurts. And, you know, maybe 40 days, 40 cans, 40 bags of food, you know, whatever does hurt, you know, but maybe it's, it could be a hundred, right? So, um, it, the spirit of generosity is, is what's prevalent in, in this, in this message, I think. And that, that's what you bring to, to all these different, you know, uh, these opportunities to different parishes and, and different churches, right? So thank you for that. And I guess my follow-up question would be um, to Dennis is, um, has it evolved into what you envisioned when you first got the message? Oh, of course. Of course. I, I, I see it because, like I said, I won't take any credit. Whenever people do this yes. food drive, they're actually honoring God yes. and Jesus Christ because he's the one that created I didn't. I just listened. Uh-huh. And when you give that can of food, in that message that I received, the people will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, he will touch those people back because they are blessing him right. to give the food. But he's also saying, thank you, and I will bless you back in some return. Some way, somehow, I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I've seen blessings since we've done this for our Knights of Columbus. I've seen things, I've seen people just go out of their ways. And I mean, uh, uh, there's a lady last year, she said, here, here's $1,000. Wow. But you know, $1,000 was a great amount. Yes. But also one can matches that 1000 in my eyes. Yes, yes. Because that is just as much as anything, that people are hungry. Mm-hmm. These days, there's a lot, of re- lot of demand on these food centers. Yeah. Uh, several years ago when I approached Catholic Charities, they took up that program. Yes. And one year, they had a goal of 100,000 pounds. Wow. And they met it. I said, because you guys are honoring Jesus Christ's food drive called mm-hmm. 40 Cans for Lent. I knew it, but they, they were showing how mm-hmm. much they received that. So is it working? Yes, it does work. Wonderful. And who doesn't have a spare can in their pantry that they have done nothing with? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know right. I do. So, yeah. <laughs> and the message, sure. again, the message is, he said, it's a simple plan. Right. You know, everybody would take his plan mm-hmm. to heart. And I'll give you this figure because I, 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 it blows me away when I see this. City of San Antonio has just 200,000 people. 200,000 people do this plan. The food centers at that time when I was told couldn't handle it. That relevates to 8 million food cans. 
Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, two hundred thousand people doing forty cans eight revelates to eight million food cans. Yeah. You know, let me ask you something, Dennis, because um, obviously this is a campaign. This is something that kicks off, um, you know, on on March second. But you have a kickoff event for the f- actual forty cans for Lent, yes. uh, and I know we're getting short on time, so I want to make sure that we talk about, yes. uh, you know, the the kickoff event this year. Can you tell us where it's going to be? Um, you know, and of course, you know the times and maybe, uh, you know, Kenny can talk about, you know, how to get involved, you know, for people who want to help out maybe. Yes, exactly. Well, every year since we've kicked this off since 2011, on that first Saturday, we give people an opportunity to bring up, instead of bringing them to church, hey, they want to bring up 40 cans on that very first Saturday from nine o'clock this Saturday till noon, we will have a kickoff event and we're going to fill the trailer. It's called fill the trailer. And we want to fill the trailer as much as we can with foods. And the bottom line is we have a band. We have two bands that are playing for us. They don't pay. I don't pay them. And they donate their time. And all I request is when you play that, it's the bands are forgiven in disguise. Just play to Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Sing to Jesus. Play to Jesus. And they come out year after year for 12 years and have donated their time. And so it's at Art Lady Guadalupe Church. It's at 13-13715 Riggs Road, Pelotas, Texas. Uh, we'll have the two bands. We'll offer coffee and some donuts. And then if you bring in 40 cans, we'll give you an opportunity to have a, a, a magnet, a Christmas magnet or an Easter magnet as the supplies are available. Sure. As a part of a return. Yeah. So other than actual cans, what else can people yeah. bring? Um you can go to like the food bank or anywhere for a list, but mm-hmm. but typically peanut butter, rice, beans, yeah. uh, cans of food, um, jellies, things like that. Okay. Uh, preferably non glass. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. works yeah. best. Uh, macaroni and cheese is incredibly popular, yeah. uh, from what I understand. So so things like oh, that. Okay. Uh, now for us, one of the beauties of this is it doesn't have to be a Catholic church. doesn't have to be a church even. Yes. Mm-hmm. You just want to do this on your own, donate 40 cans to the, to the food bank. Yeah. You can donate to anybody you want. Okay? It, it, we, we actually we started out splitting our, our food three ways between Catholic Charities, St. Vincent de Paul, and the food bank. The last two years, we've had to cut back and just do St. Vincent de Paul and Catholic Charities because of attendance and stuff being yeah. down up from, mm-hmm. from COVID. But you can take it to anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and some of the beauty of this, really fast, because I know we're running low on time, but, but I've seen parents who will take their kids. It's a great learning opportunity. They take their kids to the store and say, okay, you pick something out for you and you pick something out for a, a hungry child. Yeah. Yes. And do that during Lent. Uh, I had a young man uh, when we first started who handed out flyers all over his neighborhood and had his neighbors bring the food to him and then he brought it to us. You know, so there's all kind of ways you can do this and get involved. You know, you, you mentioned uh, bring it to us. Um, people, well, you're saying that there's different, you know, you, you could take it directly to the food bank. Uh, they can deliver it to, uh, I, I guess. Um, uh, they could deliver to the, the parish. parish. To the parish. Okay. We have buckets, well, big barrels yeah. outside uh, that you can put it in. If you bring it on a Sunday, we actually have knights there who will 
unload it from your car for you. Are there businesses that participate and are like some donation locations also? Is anything like that? No, we've never really gotten that involved okay. with the businesses. Okay. Um, but that's a great idea. We should try that There next you year. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to plant seeds, guys. I'm here to plant seeds. And, and of course, uh, you know, what, what other events, uh, you know, are going to be taking place uh, at Our Lady Atonement? Okay, well, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Our Lady of Guadalupe. (laughs) Since since you already plugged the fish fries, I will say, you know, if you don't have a fish fry at your church, we are doing one uh, from 5 to 8. And uh, we also, you mentioned uh, Bishop Gary, uh, Janik? Yannick. Yannick. I thought it was Yannick, but anyway. (laughs) uh, He's actually doing our Lenten mission uh, from March 14th to March 16th. So uh, every Friday but the the 18th, we have our fish fry, 5 to 8, as long as the food holds out. Right. uh, We'd love to see you there. Um, And... uh, Fast plug for GRN. They were there at the first kickoff event. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yes. Well, folks, Beautiful. that's the music. Thank you both for uh, for Thank being with so us today. Much. You know, may God continue to bless you and the work of your hands. Thanks for joining us, okay? You're Thanks, very guys. welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we'll be right back. Keep it tuned in right there. It was somewhat of an accident, and I have a lot of windshield time driving for work, and usually I'm listening to my gospel music, and so I wanted to find something else different, and so I started scrolling. I found Guadalupe Radio. I started listening to it on a regular basis, and what I realized, had I found this station years ago, my conversion would have probably happened years ago. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. We talk a lot in our program about the messiness of life, but we thought we should take a moment to explain why it's important. We live in a broken, fallen world, and we're constantly trying to repair relationships and situations that have become, well, messy. Why is it so important to recognize this? Because if we deny or ignore this reality or try to control our situation and make it neat and perfect, we'll only end up frustrating ourselves and making the situation worse. Family life is never easy. St. John Paul recognized this when he wrote, There is no family that does not know how selfishness, discord, and tension can wound the family. But every family is called by the God of peace to have the joyous and renewing experience of reconciliation and unity restored. Families need to embrace the mess, knowing that God is always calling us to reconciliation with Him and our families, and that He will give us the grace we need to get there. For more inspiration, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. I had known about the station for a long time, but I have to confess, I never tuned in. Perhaps I was biased, but then that changed, actually. Once I started listening, I, I, I kept the dial where it was at. I like Teresa Tamio and Al Crest, and I just like their personalities. Call the Communion with Dr. David Anders and uh, More to Life with the Pop Checks. I really, really love the show. I've learned a lot. But you know, also, I, I really like that there's prayers interspersed. I get a lot more praying done in the day that I wouldn't otherwise. We want to support the radio station for sure. The Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic Radio, radio for your soul. And welcome back, folks. This is Sean Rice, and you're listening to In His Vineyard. Uh, just got done speaking to Kenny Raisler uh, and Dennis Chappet of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Halotas. Uh, I just had, I guess I had, you know, Our Lady of Atonement on the brain because I was just there this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so again, uh, again. 
if you have the chance, please support this wonderful, uh, you know, cause of 40 cans for Lent. Uh, Going to be kicking off, of course, you know, with with Lent on uh, you know March 2nd. They've got the uh, kickoff event, uh, you know, taking place of, um, and this is going to be this coming Saturday. Um, you know, I think it's the fifth or the fourth. Yeah, it's March 4th uh, there at Our Lady of it is March 5th. Okay. I got two hands in front of me. One says four, the other says five. So I'm, but March 5th, yes, Saturday. Uh, but so make sure that you take part in that. Uh, joining us uh, now is going to be Miss Laura Toman. Um, Miss Laura, are you on the air? I am. Hi, Sean. Hi, Miss Laura. It is so exciting that, uh, you know, you can join us today. I'm very uh, excited to talk about uh, this book that you wrote uh, and was published. If I'm not mistaken, it was last year. Was that right? That's right. It was actually um, developed and written and illustrated by me uh, about one year ago. It was right, uh, right in the heart of Lent. So <laughs> here we are one year later, but we're just getting... Um, the word out about it, and I think sure. the timing is great for Lent, so I'm excited. Well, you know, I, I have to agree with you. Um, you know, regarding uh, today's program and today's uh, theme, um, you know, we just got done talking to uh, some gentlemen about forty cans for Lent. I wanted you and I. We, we've been talking for what the last uh, you know week and a half, two weeks or so, uh, you know, about you know having you on as well. Uh, so it was really cool to see you uh, there at the uh, Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men's Conference. Uh, um, you know, and really reconnect. And uh, when I saw this book, and you were telling me about this book, and you told me, you know, kind of the backstory, I thought to myself, this is something that we definitely want to share. And what better time than the Monday, of course, before, you know, the, the season of Lent uh, kicks off. If you would, you know, kind of introduce uh, yourself to our listeners, uh, Miss Laura. Um, you know, wh- where is it that you go to church? What inspired you to to write this book? And, and what really is the, you know, maybe the, the, the synopsis of, uh, you know, you write in this book and, uh, you know, what was going on uh, that you felt compelled and inspired to do it? Well, um, I have to give all the glory to God because He is, you know, completely responsible for giving me the idea uh, for this book. It came to me, um, you know, I was in the Adoration Chapel and uh, was praying about, you know, how can I use my talents, you know, what can I do to serve you more? And, um, you know, sometimes God answers prayers right away. Sometimes it's wait a while, right? So I, um, I was asleep, um, had a dream, kind of woke up, uh, in the middle of the night and, um, had this idea. And I thought, I've got to write this down because I may not remember this in the morning. You know how that could be. So (laughs) I, um, I wrote the, I just kind of started uh, on my phone, just in the dark, just started typing some notes, um, had the storyline going, and it just kept coming. And uh, by the time I finished, the sun was coming up, and I thought, wow, I wrote a book last night. That's kind of cool. And uh, where it'll go, I don't know. But um, I decided to, um, you know, do the illustration, and that was probably the majority of the time that it took, because uh, this is a kid's book, so writing a book is one thing, but illustrating one is something totally different, (laughs) and so um, I decided, okay, if God's going to let this happen, you know, it's going to happen, so um, it would be, you know, close to a year later, about nine months, 
that I spent um, doing the illustrations and getting it together. And um, lucky for me, I, I work um, as the area coordinator media missionaries for EWTN. You had asked a little about me. So I, I run in a lot of Catholic circles. Uh, my job is recruiting media missionaries for the EWTN and, of course, all of the wonderful radio affiliates like Guadalupe Radio Network. And so in our diocese, I now live in Austin, um, I'm still getting to know a lot of the parishes. Um, I love, uh, like right now, I'm actually sitting here at St. Thomas More um, in Austin area, but we attend St. Vincent's, St. William's, St. Margaret Mary. So a lot of great Catholic parishes here in the diocese. And we're just, and most of them don't even know about this book just yet. So we're mm-hmm. just getting the word out now. Right. So, you know, the, and that's wonderful. I, you know, reading the short description of the book, um, let me just say it again for our listeners. Um, the description that I have here is that it's, it's about a small boy who feels compassion for a poor homeless man and decides to collect his pennies to help him. And in the process, uh-huh. um, he learns about charity and the power of prayer. So, you know, as a mom of littles, <laughs> you know, I'll be, you know, getting this book for them for sure for Len. So um, I, I appreciate knowing about it. I didn't I had no idea until, you know, Sean told me we were going to have this this show with you. And um, I appreciate it. You know, what was your goal or your mindset? What is it you want to place in the hearts of children uh, with this book? Well, the story, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you the story is really for kids. It's a, it's a seed planter for sure. Yes. Um, it's about a small four and a half year old boy. His name is Thomas. And he is just like a lot of other kids out there. He likes to collect things. He likes to treasure hunt. And he, uh, sees a, a homeless man, uh, through the window of the car. And he sees that he has no shoes. He he feels sorry for him. And he likes to collect his pennies because his, his dad told him, you know, if you save enough pennies, you can do whatever you want. You can you can buy something for yourself. Well, of course, you know, like most kids, they think, oh, what kind of toys would I get? <laughs> right. But when he yeah. sees that poor man, um, he has some compassion. The Holy Spirit moves him like he decides, no, I need to be doing something to help help him get shoes so he starts saving those pennies and uh he has uh, a surprise encounter with jesus in the process it's really cool and so when you know you asked about how we would what do i want to do you know or how i want it to move children um you know everybody has found a penny here and there mm-hmm. um you know or everybody, you know, the old saying, make a wish and it'll come true. Well, he decides, I'm, I can do better than wishes. I'm going to make every, every penny count. I'm going to make every penny be a prayer to be closer to God. Mm. And so, uh, he catches his mom in the process. Uh, you know, his mom, uh, was praying the rosary in the story and he doesn't really know what that is. And he's, and you know, one thing that's kind of unique about this book is that um, there's not a lot of Catholic books out there that really promote the rosary at all. <laughs> and so um, 
when he sees his mom praying the rosary, he's kind of like, what's that? And she's like, well, you know how you like to make wishes with your pennies. Well, this is is similar. You know, this you can make prayers. And he's thinking, you don't need pennies to make that work? And she's like, no, you can. Prayer is free, and you can do it. So he realizes the power of prayer and uh, decides that he's going to make um you know, these prayers count. So he ends up uh, meeting Jesus in the process, and it's kind of a saintly story. So the name of the book is called Heaven Spent, and uh, to get it, of course, you can get it through all Amazon and online and all of that, but there's also a website, uh, heavenspentbook.com, where people can go and find this book to get it. It's a little bit cheaper than Amazon. So I'm really excited to let people know about it because it's right before Lent when people are thinking about right. giving. Right. And, you know, uh, and, and again, you know, when you and I uh, discussed this, Laura, um, I couldn't think of a better time to to bring you on to, you know, to to have this discussion about it. And then when you said that, you know, you really took a pause and and maybe promoting the book and whatnot. I was like, man, this would be, you know, great for, for everybody. We get to talk about, um, you know, almsgiving. We t- get to talk about, of course, you know, teaching our children um, you know, these little, you know, the, these little, uh, you know, sacrifices and what have you too. And like you said, uh, as you're collecting pennies, I mean, I, I don't think there's a parking lot out there that doesn't have <laughs> some spare chains that you can go, that you're going to run across. I mean, am I right? <laughs> yeah. And I love how the Holy Spirit has put together the theme of today's show because we got, you know, here talking about, you know, how a penny can make a difference, how a can in your pantry can make a difference, you know, and it's, 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 to me, it resonates uh, Saint Therese's little way, um, and how it how we can find um, growth, spiritual growth, and um, very um, efficacious um, works through the the smallest little things with done with love. Right? right. So, thank you so much for that, Laura. And you know, I guess a follow up question that I have is, um, so you, how has the process of putting this book together? Um, it changed you spiritually like how has it been fruitful for you personally well um i i think that you know i it's everybody's hope i think or i hope that you know when we think of ourselves as catholics and how we can help somebody else or how we can impact uh, our church or how we can give glory to God. Everything that we do and everything that is, that we have is a gift from God. So, you know, I, it's, it's natural, like for us to, like you said, with the little way, you know, from St. Therese, you know, do little things with great love. Right. And, Sometimes planting even the smallest seed can can make the biggest difference. Or, you know, if if some child picks up, you know, has read this story, and I know that there's a lot of listeners out there, if you've got kids between the ages of 4 and 12 or grandkids, um, this is for them. This is for everyone. I've even had, you know, clergy and adults love this book, but if every time they saw a penny in a parking lot and thought, oh, I can make a prayer instead of a wish, or if praying the rosary, if a little boy can pray a rosary, so can I, or if, you know, if I take time to look at my neighbor with love, somebody on the street who has nothing, and even if my pennies can make a difference, well, certainly my prayers can make a difference, too. 
and you put all that together, um, that's at the heart of where our Christianity is and, and sharing God's splendor of truth, you know. So it's my hope that everybody out there who shares in the EWTN network or listens in uh, or, you know, looks for Catholic resources, that they'll pick up a copy of Heaven Spent, share it with a child that they know somebody knows kids, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and share it with them because... Um, you know, you never know what kind of difference that's going to make down the road. Amen to that. And uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, Miss Laura, was there a, was there maybe, you know, a a little bit of truths to these? I mean, are these some personal experiences with your own child or a child that you know or anything like that that went into uh, maybe some of the inspiration, uh, you know, with the writing of the book also? Well, you know, truth be told, yes, Um when I was a, I was raised Catholic. Um, I had, like many other Catholics, um, kind of a falling away point where I was a rebellious teenager right. and um, didn't want to go to church, didn't want to do this, and and I know the power of prayer through my own parents. My parents never stopped praying for me. So if you're praying for someone out there that's maybe not going to mass right now, maybe they're not involved or they're involved in bad things or whatever. Don't stop praying for them because I am a living manifestation of the power of prayer. And, but while I was out, you know, wandering, um, yeah, I used to collect pennies and I used to make a lot of wishes. And my wish, even though I wasn't going to church at the time, uh, was to be closer to God. So there was some divine inspiration there. Um, so, uh, but it all came together in the story in the dream. So I was, I know that God answered that adoration prayer, uh, full circle. So, cause here we are today. <laughs> Amen to that. And you're right. You know, there's very few, uh, books out there. I mean, just in general, there's, there's very few children, Catholic children's books in, by comparison. Um, and, even lesser so that, you know, specifically and, you know, bring out the rosary and the, and the beauty, the beauty and the benefit of praying the rosary. Um, what inspired you to include that part of it in the, in the story? In the rosary? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I, um, I took, I took models out to shoot for scale for the illustration of this book. Um, and God let everything just open up as I was, you know, after the story, uh, in the dream, I saw, you know, the, the fountain, uh, and God took me to the fountain and I asked God for people and God gave me a family to, uh, you know, kind of take pic- photographs to model the, the illustrations I was going to do. And when that happened, it's funny that that, that family, um, was not a Catholic family. They, um, they actually did not have a rosary in their house. Um, it, it was something new. But what was amazing is that as the story, um, as I was taking pictures, uh, for the illustration, the, um, I had explained to the mother, uh, about the power of the rosary and what it was and that there's a, a prayer for each one, uh, for each one of the beads. And I explained to her, you know, uh, and it wasn't just seconds later, just moments later that that little boy came into the room 
And he's like, and it just unfolded exactly the way Whoa. that the story was like a Holy <laughs> Spirit moment. And he was like, what's that? And she says, oh, this is a rosary, honey. And and he's like, oh, well, what do you do with that? And she's like, well, you see these beads? You make a prayer for each one. And how many of us have so many people out there that we, you know, there seems like there's not enough prayers in the day for all of the things going on in our world. We have a broken world. We need to pray all the time. It's our weapon to pray that rosary. Amen. And um, she just let, she just, it It was just like watching the whole thing happen live in front of me. And I was like, God, you are so good. Oh my goodness. That is beautiful. And oh, I love that. I just love that. And, um, you know, I, I we're a homeschooling family. We have four children ages um, about to be 12 to two about to be two so you know big range there and um, I'm definitely going to keep this book in my family so yeah and and, and, yeah and also run a homeschool co-op so I'm going to encourage my families to to get into this book as well and then I'll I'll keep a copy in my homeschool co-op supplies so make sure we always have it for our kids so you know I'm going to need an extra copy also Alex (laughs) so that Uh, you're a big boy you can get it on your own (laughs) well the the copy that Laura had uh, you know give it to me when I was visiting with her uh, you know there at the the conference yes I actually ended up giving to um, you know my my goddaughter yeah her and uh, you know my my brother and sister-in-law they they came in over the weekend yes um, and so I didn't get it and I actually just came back in the you know I came I drove uh, down from Austin just got home home and then of course we were visiting and whatnot uh and then the next day they were taken off so i didn't get a chance to to read the book like i've wanted to so i do want to 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 read it yes (laughs) now let me ask you uh, you know miss laura um why why do you think it's important uh, of course to introduce these um these ideas like almsgiving and such to our, our children at such a young age well, um, I can speak from experience as a, um, I teach faith, faith formation for, uh, pre-K to second grade. And the age of reason, as we know from our catechism, is the age of seven. And you can, there's just countless little saints out there that have all been in that age group. And as, uh, parents and teachers, um, it's easy to recognize that children are so, they're like little sponges. Right. Uh, when they're in that age group, they're learning how to read, they're learning how to write, they're learning how to communicate, they're taking in everything from the environment. And this is a, a critical time for parents and teachers and grandparents and everyone to really step up with uh, faith formation. This is the time when we plant those seeds of of Jesus and of all of the things that he taught us, you know, the Sermon on the Plain, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, love your neighbor, um, you know, what you did for others, you did for me, uh, you know, and what you did for the least of these, you did for me. And so, and that man on the street in the story, he's the least of these. And so how many of us have just driven right on by and saw a guy with a cardboard sign, you know, sitting there? There's so much we can do. And maybe, um, you know, it's different for every little thing. We don't have to do these big, grandiose things. Sometimes it's just praying for that person. Sometimes it's collecting a few pennies. Sometimes it's handing over some canned goods. Right. Um, from what you can do. And uh, there are so many ways that we can 
bring forth a manifestation of our faith. And if we teach those children while they're small of how many things that they can do and the miracle of God and let God do the rest, he's going to do just that. He's going to do it. You're absolutely right. And um, I have, I guess, my personal background uh, regarding that. It's so true that it's important to model these behaviors so that children know um, how they should interact in uh, in society and how to take care of people like you know we me personally i i wasn't raised in a in a, in a strong catholic family that prayed rosaries and you know give out cans for food you know we didn't do that and so as an adult i had to learn that right and um it, it's not as easy when you're an adult and when you know and and you know because when when you're not raised to do that i, I came from a, you know a you know, impoverished background. So I, but I didn't have that, that, um, that, that model to be able to do that. Right. And so it was more about self-preservation. Like you can't, you know, if you don't have, you know, how can you give? So you self-preserve and that's the mindset that I grew up with. And um, so it took quite a bit of effort as an adult to be able to let go of that and get the, the gener, excuse me, the generosity mindset. And that's so important. Yeah. And, and in, in a way, you know, for parents like myself who have that kind of background, having this, a book like this models to me also, like it's, it, it re-educates me, the, 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 the Alex, you know, as a child, right? And, and, and it kind of, you know, I know that the concepts now, but it's kind of like, it's talking to the, 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 the child, the Alex from, you know, 40 years ago, you know, so, um, I, pre- I appreciate that. And I, I'm looking forward to sharing that with my children. Um, you know, wh- what do you think? And, you know, and also the value of the rosary. So, uh, what, what do you think, um, is, um, what do you think is going to come about this, um, what, what do you have like a certain vision like when you got your 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 vision and your 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 you know lord uh, order from the lord to do this book um did he tell you this is going to be the fruit of what you're going to do like a lot of times people have a calling in their heart but they want to know before they act that this is going to work and a lot of times you know they it's just a matter of faith, right? To go into it. Did, did you have a certain um, pre preconceived idea of what would happen after you published this book? You know, I wish I could say that I did, but I. It was mainly hope. Uh, I did not think that that I could ever do this. I mean, I like probably any other person out there would be had kind of like. Um, how's this going to work? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And so uh, I didn't really have any ideas that I hoped it would just be, you know, this big giant um, success. I Mm -hmm. think that it was my hope that God would work through me because that was really what I asked him uh, Mm -hmm. was, you know, how can I use my talents to give glory to you? And, and, this is what he gave me. So, you know, this is, I have, obviously I have high hopes, you know, when you put a lot of work into something, you're hoping it's going to go somewhere. But if it, 
even if it's just like, um, you know, St. Teresa of Calcutta, you know, she washed the feet and picked people up out of the gutters. And, and her thing was, you know, I it reminds me of a story of somebody once asked her, you know, well, what did you think, you know, when these people are cussing you out? And, you know, she said, oh, that's just Jesus, you know. And so she would just chuckle at them. And so you have to think, like, this is... She always said, you can't save everyone, mm-hmm. but sometimes you, if you can just save one. And so I feel like is this book, if it, if it goes somewhere wonderful, if, but even if it saves one little soul yeah. yes. or it changes one heart, um, you know, then if it gives greater glory to God, then, that's, then so be it. That's what it's for. Did you, so I hope that it does well. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think it would not happen? Sorry? Did you ever think that this book may never get published? Oh, yes, I definitely did. I mean, it happened to be in a downtime uh, during uh, COVID when um, I actually was able to, you know, my business kind of froze at that time. And I was like, well, I got some, I got more time than money right now. <laughs> I, I guess... I guess if I'm, I'm going to get this thing illustrated, I better get busy. And so it took, it took, that was the, probably the most labor intensive part of it yes. was, um, doing the illustration on the computer and getting that done and figuring out how to get a book bound and how to get it distributed, how to get it on Amazon and, yeah. and all of these other places. And that it's a, it's a huge undertaking. Anyone who's ever published a book will realize very quickly, like, wow, mm-hmm. this is, Excellent kind of work. Being the little fish. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and of course, uh, folks, uh, if you, uh, you're tuning in, of course, this is In His Vineyard. We're uh, wrapping up a conversation with this Laura Toman, uh, author of uh, Heaven Spent. Uh, can you give our listeners uh, that information again uh, where they can uh, you know, look up the book or order the book, uh, Miss Laura, before uh, you know, we, we end today's program? Yes. If you want to get the book, you can go to Heaven Spent. Uh, dot com, and that is actually where you can order the book directly. If, and of course, it's in all the regular, um, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Great. all of those things. It's uh, available online. That's awesome. You can do that. Heavenspent.com. And remember, folks, tomorrow is voting is election day, so be sure to get out and vote. Go to TexasFamilyAction.com for your free voter guide. God bless you. Hey, Mater, where are you towing that car? Just making a tax-deductible car donation to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Man, that GRN is a life-changer. Well, that's charitable of you. And did I mention (laughs) tax-deductible? To be like Mater and donate your car, call 866-628-2277 or visit grnonline.com and click on Donate, and you'll get a tax deduction. Clark Cardis, colon and rectal surgeon and fellow in the American College of Surgeons, is proud to be a sponsor of the great Catholic programming on KJMA. He's a member of Catholic Charities Medical Advisory Board and Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and provides care for colon cancer, diverticulitis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and those embarrassing lumps, bumps, aches, and pains. For more information on his offices in the Medical Center, Westover Hills, or Stone Oak, please call 210-614-0880. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The Bible is full of references of the importance of reading God's Word. For example, Paul's letter to the Hebrews says that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. 
Psalm 119 tells us God's word is truly a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And the cry of the Shema Yitzroel from Deuteronomy, And these words that I command to you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Like the chosen people, God's church is called to read, study, absorb, and apply the entirety of God's written revelation. We can trust the scriptures to reveal God's mind and purpose about our lives and situations. You can trust the Lord. His word is true. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.